everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in reverse order, which is from the last episode of the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go back, words, with one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. That is correct, David K. Jones. Thank you for that introduction. I have never watched Lost up until we started recording this podcast, and one of the people that I watch Lost with and record this podcast with is our other co-host, AJ Nieves. Yo, what up everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of What's Up With That Bro? Um, this week we're actually considering Season 2, Episode 15, uh, Maternity Leave. And just a quick synopsis, Claire, Kate, and Rousseau try to return to the scene of Claire's kidnapping where she believes she might find a cure for baby Aaron's mysterious illness. Now this originally aired March 1st, 2006. Yeah, that's just a general idea. I don't have anything else, but yeah. that's our that's our synopsis for the week, and well, we got a chance to see. Well, that's the A plot. Uh, it doesn't mention anything about the B plot. Not in this summary. No. Well, the yeah, B plot was uh, basically mm-hmm. uh, the same as uh, we've gotten for the last couple of weeks, yeah. which is Jack and Locke, uh, sort of not full on arguing over who's in charge, but sort of passively trying to act like. The other person is not the one in charge, and uh, Mr. Echo talks to Ben. Nice, yeah. yes. And he cuts his little beard guys off. Yeah, mm-hmm. these two little beardies, Yeah, <laughs> which we learn is a thing, <laughs> I guess. Apparently, uh, you get those for everyone that you murder. Yeah. <laughs> you get a little beard. What was, what, was he using twine to hold those, to tie those two? I don't know if it was twine or rubber band or what. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, I got these two little beard twists for the men that I beat to death with stones. Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing. Like, if you if you go to, like, somewhere where that's popular, there's just a dude full with a beard full of twisties. And he's just all like, oh, that's that's our that's our most murderous guy. Yeah. It's like you see you see a guy with uh, uh, more than ten twisties. You're just like, oh, that guy's a serial killer. <laughs> It'd be great if that guy turned out just like he just wanted his privacy. He was like, I gotta keep these twisties on so nobody bothers me. Yeah, or he's just trying to like curl his beard hair, like you know, like old time, old timey ladies in the fifties when they have those hair curlers in. It's like that, but for your beard. <laughs> I mean, but your beard hair is kind of curly to begin with. Yeah, it'd be great if like somehow the size of the curl, whatever, sometimes the size of the curl <laughs> would indicate like the kind of murder it was. Like if it was just, <laughs> it was one of those those hair curlers from the fifties or. Like, oh, that's a big-ass curl. He must have killed a big-ass dude or a boar. I don't know, something. <laughs> this is a this is an interesting episode we get. It's a Claire-centric episode. But off of the Claire storyline, we get some ties into Rousseau and Alex, which is also kind of fun to, to see in the story. There's some drama that was baked in there. Yeah, it makes me wonder if, like, oh, was this our introduction to Alex? Yeah, oh, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, there's no way for me to tell until I see her again. <laughs> or we get to the beginning of the show. Yeah. Because yeah. all we know is that, yeah, she sees Claire in this episode and no one says her name out loud because mm-hmm. it's not clear to us that it's Alex yet. Ah. Until later. But yeah, we don't know. It's weird that she's always working against... Because in this one, we have Ethan who's kind of, I guess, kidnapped Claire and brought her down into the staff station to inject her with stuff and take her baby. And he's, he has the conversation with Claire where he says, you know, we're... If we're gonna take your baby to take care of her, take care of him. You you have to you have to trust us, and has to be your choice. And she wants to do it. And he says we're good people and we're a good family. That it's gonna take care of your child, which I feel like is all stuff that is true. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird that Alex is like, oh yeah, we're gonna have, I have to rescue you from these people who are obviously evil. Although 
Why does she think they're evil? I don't know. Well, does she know that she was taken as a child? Yeah, I don't think so. When does that revelation happen? I think when she meets Rousseau in, like, the fifth season. Oh, fourth shit. Fourth or fifth season. Fourth season? Fourth season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so at this point, she she is a part of the others, but also... Um, Still working at cross-purposes with Yeah. Them. I guess I would imagine that would... I, uh, I don't know. I would imagine part of that would be just teenage rebellion, right? Because yeah. like she's like the youngest member of those folks. Her and Carl, I would imagine. She kind of plays that. that Carl who looks role. like he's fucking 30. <laughs> <laughs> Carl who was fucking 30. That actor was like guaranteed in his 30s. Uh, just had like that baby face. And they're like, we'll, we'll work with you. Yeah. But then. Well, yeah. he, was, he was the second youngest person on, in, on the others. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably goes, what, like Aaron, the uh, Walt, and then. And then and then Alex and then Carl, like yeah. the young people on the island. And jumps from sixteen to thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl's so old. <laughs> but it was uh, really interesting uh, with uh, Ethan, the way that he was treating her, because it seemed like it was super nice, but it also seemed like Claire was drugged up the whole That's fucking true. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we I don't know. I wonder what 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 drugs they had her on. I guess they were imagining that she was like in her in her final trimester or whatever. But that whatever whatever stuff they had her on, <laughs> you get to the baby too. I'd imagine. Yeah, because she seemed like she was like drunk the whole time yeah. for like two weeks. That can't I don't, can't think of a medication that you can do that to somebody, and it would also not be harmful to her baby. That baby came out like super high. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a high ass baby. Like I, I'm surprised that that baby cried when it was born. Yeah. In the scenes that we did see. My babies are like, oh, what? I thought that baby would just be like, I need to go back to bed and like, you know, throw the, throw the uterine <laughs> lining back over itself and go back to sleep. I don't know. It makes me wonder how old the baby is. Because it's like, maybe the baby's having withdrawals and that's why it's crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, where's my, um, where's my happy juice? <laughs> I used to get it straight into my veins. No, not so much. Yeah, that was... That's strange. I felt like the episode opened a little interestingly too, because normally General Lawsaw we get in, we get a shot of an eye or you know something like that. This one we I found it kind of interesting because it's it's in the middle of the night, and I guess this is supposed to launch us into Claire's story. We see the desperation of a mother that's that's um much trying to take care of her, her crying baby in the middle of the night. But I found it interesting that she made it. They, she woke up Locke, and Locke woke up Jack. Like it was a it was like two things that are really quick and kind of you know easily thrown away but i felt there was some something there these two men on the island um and this this might seem a little bit uh too deep maybe for what the show was going for but these this is these are our two our two de facto leaders and then they also represent you know whatever they represent in the way of science and faith what i wonder if there's anything meant to be observed in both of them waking up or maybe it was just, you know, just to set the the story for a sick baby. Uh. Yeah, because I, I think it was more to, uh, when I was looking at it, it was more like she was going to go to the hatch to get Jack, but Locke has to stop her because they've got their, their pr- secret prisoner down there. Mm. So it was to raise tension for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah. Remind the audience that Ben is being kept secret prisoner yeah so that when echo figures it out it's just like oh ah i see yeah okay that's good yeah they they yeah i feel like they did that pretty well no i i think 
that maybe there's something in the reading about uh, having them as uh, the leader slash uh, father figure almost mm. kind of because like uh, one of the first scenes where we see Ben in the show uh, or in this episode you know you have uh, Locke opening the door and then Locke and Jack standing in the doorway and it looks like it's like a my two dads kind of situation <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or depending on what kind of fanfic you read, my two daddies. Yeah. Because <laughs> hey, the first thing Jack says to him, he asks if he needs to use the bathroom, which is a real, real dad thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he just tells Ben, "All right, you're gonna need to use the bathroom now, because I'm not gonna let you use the bathroom once we get on the road." I'm like we're going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we're going somewhere. We get a little literary talk in the beginning on the top of this episode between Jack and um. And 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 Locke after he leaves that book with um with Ben in the room, which is Dostoevsky's uh, brothers Karamazov. I'm not yeah. too familiar with that story. Yeah, I don't know what it's about. Okay. Well, well I would assume that it's about two brothers uh, who are trying to figure out which one is in charge. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that would that would fit in thematically what we saw tonight. So okay, we can roll with that. Um, yeah, it seems like. Like, in some of these earlier seasons, well, throughout the show, they drop a lot of literary stuff. Um, this one, they seem like they had at least a couple of instances in it, because we even get a shot of Sawyer sitting on um, sitting on the beach reading something, too. Um, yeah, it was Lancelot by Walter Percy. Ah, okay. Another book I, I have no idea what it's about. I guess it's uh, Lancelot, The Knight? Yeah, I wonder. Well, I guess we can, we can probably yeah. look it up as we go on, as we continue on uh, throughout throughout this episode yeah, of the podcast. I think. Uh, the Brothers Karamazov is a passionate philosophical novel Ooh. set in 19th century Russia that enters deeply into the ethical debates of God, free will, and morality. Oh. It is a spiritual drama of moral struggles concerning faith, doubt, judgment, and reason. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that seems like some themes that come through with, with Dostoevsky. I'm not too familiar with his work, but I know he is the author of Crime and Punishment, which mm. is it touches on, I think, some of the some similar... Uh, themes and also so. those are kind of the themes of the show they're <laughs> <laughs> uh, like lost is all like we'll just throw it out there like well we well like later on we just started running out of books like ah just throw it on stephen king carrie yeah. right carrie there good we got it because i think it was weird because i i know a little bit of trivia about that the story of that book and then like in the last chapter there is that smoke monster that uh in in crime and punishment uh, brothers Karamazov. Oh, one of the brothers is eaten by a smoke monster. Is that for real? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's what? <laughs> that's what happens uh, right after they commit patricide. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> all right. They're like they're right up there. And then uh, you find out that uh, they all go to heaven at the end, and uh, <laughs> there's a kid that uh, doesn't actually exist. You motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Lancelot by Walter Walker Percy? Yes, or Walter. I can't. I couldn't tell. Lancelot is a 1977 novel by the American author Walker Percy. Ah. It tells the story of the dejected lawyer Lancelot Lamar, <laughs> who murders his wife after discovering that he is not the father of her youngest daughter Siobhan. Oh. He ends up in a mental institution where his story is told through his reflections and monologues on his disturbing past, thus having him serve as an unreliable narrator, ah. which is the theme of this episode with Claire yeah. being an unreliable narrator about what happened to her. Okay, all right. All right, Lost is serving up those literary references yeah. hard. Digging it. And also in that mental institution in the book, 
there was a bald man named Dave who kept <laughs> encouraging the guy to eat. <laughs> oh, uh, something else about the book. Lancelot seeks to create a new order based on his own code of honor, and this code of honor includes the preferred actions and roles of women and an avoidance of self-knowledge. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which kind of seems a little Sawyer-ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because okay. yeah, there was a little bit of that. Cause he, he even, when he gives Kate the gun, it's so that she and Claire can go find Rousseau and, and find the the staff station. Like, it was, he said, no boys allowed. And it's like, yeah, it was all all women and on this adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was ladies' night. Yeah. Yeah, ladies' night in the jungle. Like, um... <laughs> yeah. Are those both cool in the gang songs? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I, I, listeners, you already know, we barely do any research on this podcast. Yeah. But we Most will. of the research on the show is done on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, we get Ethan and... Ethan is really hung up on Claire uh, throughout this episode. He's also responsible for making sure that she's doing okay, and he's the quote-unquote doctor, air quotes, that's that's taking care of her. No, speaking of doctors, uh, something that I thought was kind of weird with the show, when they get Jack to go and check on Aaron, Claire's not quite convinced that what Jack is saying is correct, and Kate pops in to say, no, you, you got to trust Jack. He, know, he knows what he's doing. If there was something wrong, Jack would know. And it's like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. If there's something wrong with a baby, a back surgeon wouldn't uh, know about that. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> just because he's a doctor doesn't mean he knows everything. Yeah. yeah. They could have just went to Libby like, my my baby has a fever. Libby's like, well, I could talk to it. <laughs> just I can have help it recover its memories. <laughs> yeah, but Jack on a little bit of sleep in the middle of the night checking out a baby at, by campfire light. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he probably missed something. Yeah. Yeah, like he's just like, ah, eh, those rashes are all right. It's, yeah. it's probably... Or maybe what he, why he was saying it was fine is because his spine was totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with this baby's back. Uh, Fever? Uh, that'll probably pass. Like, this baby's got a strong back on it. You should be proud, Claire. Yeah. And Claire's like, yeah, but the fever and the rashes, <laughs> strong back. Oh, I got to yeah. go back to sleep. Guaranteed, it understands what feeling its feet is like. <laughs> no paralysis here. He just he starts running his finger up and down the baby's foot. Like, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good. I'm like, I don't know yeah. if, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, I think there's an extended scene where she kept, kept saying, no, you have to do something. You have to do something. So he starts putting on gloves and gets out of the scalpel and starts like, okay, I'm going to cut open its back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you insist. This is all I know how to do. Uh, he just fuses some baby vertebrae yeah. together. He's like, there you go. Now your baby is good to go. But the fever. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> Give it some antibiotics. <laughs> Also, why was that not something anyone thought about? Yeah. yeah. Sawyer even mentioned, hey, I have medicine. It's because Claire knows that there's a secret drug on the island that's necessary. And how do you know what that drug is? And I think later on we find out that this is a fucking placebo, right? I think the, the drug that they get out of the hatch that Desmond was injecting himself was. That's right. I don't that know. was a placebo, but yeah. we don't know what the even, baby was getting yeah. injected with. That baby was getting injected with the happiest feelings like yeah. that that baby's gonna come out and just gonna like i've never that okay they've set this baby on a path to be kind of sad because that baby will never have this artificial like you know high inducing 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we're going here. It's all this whole life's gonna be downhill from This is this is exciting to tell whole life chasing the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> like this show was on major network. Like let's let's drug up this baby, guys. But yeah, um so next we know Ethan from the episode when they show uh Juliet's backstory and how she got recruited to come to the island. Like he was one of the doctors that was talking about how they're gonna do research on fertility or whatever. So I assume that he is a baby doctor. Yeah. That's why he was the one taking care of Claire here. And I wonder how much of this stuff that he was doing was to try to keep her from getting from dying like all the other pregnant women on the island. And if if um I don't know if this is if this logic checks out, Aaron was the only baby to be born on the island since ethan right because well, ethan is right. born on the island yeah. as well to the good one uh good speeds good good speed yeah good speed yes yeah so like well before so at some point like there's some kind of correlation between aaron being the only baby and ethan being <laughs> the only baby and between that there's just no babies everybody dies or whatever uh, i don't know well, i guess alex was born on the island oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah isn't that why uh Daniel LaRusso had to kill all of the other scientists. You're thinking of Daniel LaRusso from uh, Karate, Karate Kid? Kid? Yes. Because <laughs> that's how I remember uh, Rousseau's name. Yeah, yeah. She, um, like we've seen in that episode. Her first name is Danielle, right? Yeah, Danielle Rousseau. Yeah. <laughs> Not Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> like I said, that's how I remember the name. Uh, somebody was having so much fun when they came up with that. <laughs> like, um, like, I... I think we've seen in later seasons um, uh, Rousseau sweeping the knee. Or <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, like this is also kind of interesting because I find at this point in the story, from where we're at, I find the Rousseau character so interesting. She's on her own. She's setting up all these booby traps, but she's isolated and alone. And her her isolation has fed into this psychosis that she had from. Uh, the trauma, I guess, that she suffered arriving to the island. Everybody gets killed by the smoke monster, and if they're not killed, they get infected with it. When we were still doing that weird infected plot line, I think when, in season six, or season five. Well, after the time travel stuff, and then then I think Saeed gets infected with the same kind of darkness yeah. as the research team, the French research team. Because not yeah. all of them die, right? Like uh, to the smoke monster. Yeah, I think one guy gets his arm ripped off, getting dragged under the thing, and then maybe another one gets dragged down there too. And he comes back infected, I think, is what the deal was. Yeah. I think this infection thing, they drop it after Desmond says, oh, that medicine doesn't work. Uh, and then we don't see it again until the the research team and Saeed's thing. He just said, yeah. I see. Why didn't Jin get sick? He was time traveling. Like, he was around, unless he was one of the untouched, right? I guess his name was on the on the wall. So maybe... maybe this... Oh, yeah. It could have been that or... Or they forgot. Yeah, they forgot. <laughs> That's they more likely. things to worry about. <laughs> I mean, he didn't go down to that weird pool to be brought back to life. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, because that's where that murder happens. It happens at the temple when the research yeah. team gets there, right? And then later on, like, um, all right. But yeah, so so we know what happens with the research team. We've seen it. Like, um, and I guess they had to pay it off in later seasons because they already laid track for it with this stuff, saying that Rousseau had killed all these people and all that stuff. And I find I find her character so much fun because. Her last line before she leaves Kate and, and, and Claire is, you know, where she's talking about Aaron. She's like, but if it is, and you know, the infection, if the infection does exist, I hope you know what must be done. Yeah, so yeah. she's essentially telling Claire, like, yeah, you got to go and kill that baby. 
Oh, she's pushing for infanticide. Oh, yeah. That's the only way she knows how to deal with this infection. <laughs> like, oh, you know, we have a guy that has antibiotics and guns somewhere. <laughs> like, we're still like, no, you just gotta, you gotta off him. Yeah. This, this infection is for real. He said, Jack only knows how to cut open backs and fix them. Rusu only knows how to kill. <laughs> and Sawyer only knows how to, how to con. Yeah. Yeah, like, where, what is Russo doing after she leaves them? Do we know? Yeah. Setting up more traps. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's her, her plan to find her daughter. Is just hoping that she's going to fall into one of these traps. Yeah. Get or one of these someone nets. that falls into one of the traps is going to know. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I see. Oh, you know what's something that was also fun for continuity on this is that um, we get that scene where Ethan asks Claire to, like, oh, he shows her the baby's room. And, um, and just some of the creepy, there's a creepy Oceanic Airlines, like, uh, yeah. mobile that's that's in there. But it's playing that song, Catch a Falling Star, which we hear Claire singing in later seasons yeah. when she's lost her mind. And she's, like, tending to that cow skull baby. <laughs> she's singing that song. And I was like, I, I didn't catch it. But somebody was paying attention where they're just like, oh, yeah, like, well, we'll hearken it back to that. And... Knowing that now, you can kind of see how heartbreaking it is for, for the character that is Claire. Because she loses her baby, but like, and she assumes she becomes the new crazy woman of the island. Yeah. So she takes over Rousseau's role as the crazy person. But she's singing this song. And in this episode, we, we learn that she was going to give up her baby. And this is the one where she, she has, we get that moment between her and Aaron where she just says, like, I love you. You know, you're my baby. And, like, I can't believe I was going to give you up to anybody. Um, you know, these doctors or someone, that couple in the States. So, um, you know, it's a, it, it's it's kind of, a, it's nice. It's a heartwarming moment. It's good for TV, I think, where yeah. she, she has this, she has this, um, this change of heart towards the baby that she didn't want initially. But now she's, you know, she's fighting tooth and nail to, to make sure the baby survives this sickness. Yeah, do you think that whole time she was there in the in the station, and she kept saying, "Okay, yeah, I want to give you guys my baby." To like, do you think that's actually what she wanted, or was it because she was drugged and that's what everybody kept kind of telling her? I feel like those drugs probably—I don't know what drugs they had her on, but you know, there's drugs that exist that make people highly suggestible. Yeah. Um, it it's not truth serum, but it's like some kind of weird concoction of drugs that makes somebody really malleable to other people's will or something like that. I don't know what that is, but you know, there's something out there like yeah. that. I would imagine. Yeah. Definitely in, in TV world there is. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, right? Thinking about uh, going back to like some of the B-plot or B-story stuff that we get. Um, I'm thinking about Echo. Echo goes into uh goes into to sit with with uh with henry gale with ben and then um confesses to him those two murders cuts off that beard thing like um but he's looking for forgiveness or um i don't know what the word would be not like yeah, but, absolution absolution yeah yeah and he's looking for it in this case from someone does he already suspect ben of being who he is i would imagine so yeah that that's one read on yeah. it. Uh, another thing could just be because Ben is not connected to anyone else. Mm. If what he's saying is true, then it's like, I guess, as good as telling a priest. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And also he knows that if if he tells Ben that he killed these two guys, and then Ben tries to tell people that, 
they're gonna be like, oh, this is another one of your weird lies. <laughs> he's like, what? I never said anything yeah. about that. Give me back my prayer stick. Echo wouldn't kill people. He said he's a priest, and we believe him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's so strange that you know. the the idea of him removing the those those two beard things. I don't know if that was him. Was that him unburdening himself? I mean, you know, yeah. it seems like that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think he he had kept them as like a reminder of the two lives he took, mm. and then cut him off when he had, uh, yeah, gotten his absolution. It's just weird that he does this at this moment with Ben, but later on, when he has the uh, the smoke monster come to him, as as his brother Yemi, saying you have to repent for your, for those lives you k- killed in in Africa, and he was like. Nah, I did what I needed to do to survive, which is exactly what he did to those two dudes on the beach. But he had no problem. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, regretting that now. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, he had that same. Yeah, he, he mentioned that he wasn't sorry. I wonder if it's, this is part of maybe what he was looking for in, uh, or he, this is part of his redemption arc, or maybe he did kill those guys in Africa on this island. Maybe he thought it was a chance for a fresh start, which it kind of is, but like um, still fell back into those, you know. But then it's it's not, but it's not like he was. He just killed some dudes willy nilly. They were dragging him into the forest. Yeah. He said. So and the other like ones were going to cut his arms off with machetes or something. Yeah, I, we've seen this. I think we've seen. Um, word, or have we? I don't know. Maybe we haven't seen it yet. It feels sounds familiar. No, I don't think we've seen that. Okay, I don't recall it. Yeah. Okay, I'm 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 totally. I'm totally having um, <laughs> lost <laughs> seizures here. I'm flashing back and forth. Yeah, it's hard to tell what you've seen and not seen. <laughs> yeah. Like for all I know, Echo was lying, mm. and he's just like, "I'll feed Ben this story so that uh, if he is the leader of the others, then he'll uh, he'll know that uh, you know I didn't actually kill these people." Yeah. And he's trying to test his reaction and cutting off the beard twisties. Uh, didn't actually mean shit. Uh-huh. Oh shit! That that would be dope. Yeah, that would just be scary to watch somebody do that. Because <laughs> it was a huge knife, and when he did it, he had the sharp end of the blade pointing towards him, his, his own neck. Oh shit! So he could have very easily just killed himself on accident. <laughs> like they opened the door, like, "What did you do? <laughs> you slit his throat. <laughs> you took you took our only priest." <laughs> I found it was kind of fun. Like we we still get a chance to see uh, Ben, who still has his wits about him because he's still trying to sow you know seeds of distrust in between Jack and Locke, and that's very easy to do because nobody tells anybody anything on this show. So everybody's <laughs> holding on all their cards so close to the chest, and so like with that, you know, all these secrets on the show, and so it's easy to exploit a lot of that. So Ben, like, hey man, points to you for. Frank, trying to do you, Sonny. Yeah. Because he asked, he asked Locke why he lets the doctor call the shots. Right after a conversation about whether Locke sees himself as the genius or the man in the genius's yeah. shadow. Interesting. Yeah. And this is not the only attempt we get out of of uh, out of Ben. Because he does this in, in the episode that we've seen last week, I think, in Lockdown. I'm like, why do you let him talk to you that way? So it's all this stuff that's, that's just... It's just systematically made for for breaking down someone like you know these little <laughs> these little things, and if you're if you're someone that's of a distrustful mind and you you 
hold your opinion and, and thing in, in a high regard where you, you know, or, or just even the fact that these people are on this island, but they're very distrustful of one another. It's, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's easy to see that that would become an easy, exploitable thing. Yeah, and that makes me wonder exactly why is it that Ben is here in the hatch? Like, he let himself get captured just to, like, screw with them? Because mm. I know he ultimately he wants to get Jack out to you know, do his back surgery and all that. But they could have just kidnapped him out of the out of the jungle at some point instead mm. of this weird, crazy, convoluted scheme right. where he gets captured and then makes makes a bunch of drama between Jack and Locke. And then... Maybe he's trying to sow uh, discord between Jack and Locke so that when he does kidnap Jack... No one's going to come for him. Uh, I see. Oh, that'll be interesting. Like, because we know that Ben, well, from what it, from what the show sells us on Ben, Ben is, is always in for the long game. Like, he's playing the long game a lot of the time where he's just setting up all these different machinations and he's never, well, with the exception of, of, the, of him killing Jacob, he doesn't seem wicked impulsive where he just makes these snap decisions. He right. improvises a lot. But like, um, but then like a lot of it is just with aims towards like uh, some kind of future thing. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's just weird that like a big part of his plan to get Jack was to spend a few weeks just like bullying Locke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, well, the we do with the the whole Claire storyline in this episode, we get a chance to see that she was taken. Sorry, sorry, I, I just. <laughs> wanted to I don't think that he was bullying Locke. <laughs> <laughs> like go on I feel like he's trying to gas him up yeah like he, he's not trying to make Locke feel bad or he, I mean he is trying to make Locke <laughs> feel bad but not like in a way where like he's better than Locke uh-huh. he's just trying to be like oh why are you letting that guy act like he's better than you yeah. like you you gotta show that guy who's boss right. yeah 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 you're right yeah like it, it's 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 definitely a form of gaslighting and then like some bullying mixed into it too because like it's it's of a tone where it's meant to 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 strike those yeah. chords or it could be he's there under some kind of weird orders from jacob and this is like a test for Locke to like see if he can step up and be a leader like he needs to be a leader for the others later on mm-hmm. and this and this definitely does have an effect it hits a nerve because this is part of lock psychology now or you know don't tell me what i can't do you know i'm 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 the master of my own fate and destiny and all this other stuff and this is this is what what lock runs towards for most of the series um yeah so like he's he's hitting on that and because lock hasn't really well from what we know of him he hasn't really like examined himself or even examined his his set of thinking in that way like or like yeah what you know what's what's the you know, uh, or even trying to ass- assert why someone would say this to him, like it, it just it just serves as a trigger. But he doesn't he doesn't seem to see there's a bigger game afoot. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it threw him off balance to be to be low key insulted like that. <laughs> yeah, like, it'd be great if um, we just get more episodes where it's just Ben throwing low key shade yeah. at, at both Jack and Locke. <laughs> like oh, so I guess he chose the breakfast. So uh, I guess that, I guess that's fine. Yeah, I would have I would have liked your breakfast, but I guess <laughs> Jack's breakfast is fine. It's it's okay. It's fine. Jack probably has better taste than you yeah. anyway. <laughs> He's a doctor. <laughs> you were what? An insurance salesman? What do you do? Eh, you just 
You go and truck around with your dad, trying to find your you have dad problems. Like, what? How do you know all this? Oh, damn, my cards. I put them on the table too soon. <laughs> I have a file on you. You won't find that out until the third season. All right. <laughs> um, so I have a question. Yeah. When Alex goes to rescue Claire, and Claire is, starts freaking out because she doesn't want to leave. And so Alex, she... Uh, chloroforms her? Yeah, she chloroforms her. And then the next time we see Claire, she's just out in the jungle, passed <laughs> out. Did Alex just, like, pick up this pregnant lady and drag her out into the jungle without anybody noticing? Was that what we're supposed to I, I believe that's happened? what we're supposed to assume. That motherfucking and, door was wide open with, like, surgeons and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you sneak in and out of that door? <laughs> and also, uh, why did she just leave her in the middle of the yeah. jungle? Yeah. Probably because she was tired. Cause it's, <laughs> it's hard to carry someone when they're passed out like that, I'm sure. Uh, Oh, that's great. She's like, I wish I brought like a cart or something. We got yeah. those here, right? Like eh. wheelbarrow. Maybe, she, maybe I mean, she went back to the village to get a wheelbarrow. <laughs> came back and and like Claire was gone. She's like, shit. <laughs> she just wandered off all on her own while she was drugged up. Yeah. I felt that. Um, I, I I'm not too sure how to say the actress's name. Emile de Raven, the one that plays Claire. I felt mm-hmm. like she was doing pretty good, like doing the high acting, which must be difficult. Uh, I would imagine. The high acting, I thought she did really good at. Mm. Uh, the part where she's supposed to be like, uh, uh, I don't know if it's like enraged mother or right, incensed yeah. mother or like righteous mother. Mm. It, it just came off to me as a very, I want to speak to your manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard with the Australian accent to be taken seriously. <laughs> Every time she argued to like Kate and Jack, these are deleted scenes. Every time she argued to Kate and Jack, it was just mostly her, like mostly them going like, yeah, I do want another shrimp on the barbie, please. <laughs> like, we don't do that here. We call them prawns. They're prawns here. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> now, if you excuse me, I'm going to have to go and save my baby and fish some prawns out of the ocean to barbecue <laughs> later. You guys are not entitled to any of them. But didn't didn't it feel kind of, let me speak to your manager to you? Yeah. When she was trying to order around uh, da- Danielle Rousseau? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, they were. Tr- she was. I guess she was going for uh, cons- like worried and freaked out mother. But yeah, it did kind of have that. Let me let me speak to your manager. <laughs> feel to it, sort of. <laughs> like it's just like ah, oh, just another angry white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Oh, I, I did like that we got the on island story. I don't know if this is this is the first one like this but feels like um the the off-island flashbacks and stuff is uh, is their usual device but i do kind of i do sometimes have trouble with when they try to do the on-island flashes or like we had those previous episodes where like they're flashing back like six days with the michael storyline mm. and then we're doing this with with um with claire's story like um i don't know this one was was okay but then um this one know. was easy to tell what was flashback and what was now because right. in the flashback Claire's very visibly pregnant. Yeah. 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 The, the the Michael one I felt more so confused when we're like just swapping between days on, mm-hmm. on the same, you know, within the same island and same spec like like area that everyone was kind of operating in. Yeah. Yeah, like it would have helped if like the other shaved Michael said or something <laughs> gave us some kind of clear delineation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have worked. Uh, that was such a, that's like a good simple thing too like a, that's a good simple way to get the audience into it. like oh look his hair is different got it yeah well it's time to start wrapping up easter egg corner easter egg corner all right 
Judy Chamness in this, in this episode in the camp is one of those ones where it's kind of hard to spot her. She's always like way in the background and kind of blurry. But luckily, we've seen her so many times. We know what she looks like, what she's dressed as with the the, the maroon top and like the light colored pants. So I still, still find her. Don't know which one is Judy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, if you want to know which one is uh, Judy Chamness, you can go to the to our website and on every episode page. In any episode where she appears, there is an obligatory Judy Chamness screenshot, so you can see where she was in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever looked at one of those or if I'm wasting my time making them. Oh, no, please, please. We're like, we're, <laughs> we need to keep on seeing Judy. Now I'm going to know what she looks like because I'm going to look at those. <laughs> I, I haven't looked at them yet. I was just like, why do I need to look at the website? I'm already subscribed to the podcast. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. No, there's extra content on there. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout. We got more Judy Watch yeah. coming up on the, our next, our, our remaining episodes that we have yeah. left of the podcast. So. So even on the, the episode Donut was on, we talked about the uh, that bonus scene where Ben goes to like the Dharma warehouse that where they pack up all the these shipments of food that they airdrop. Like that video is on on our website. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. and you can see it. Uh, but speaking of Easter eggs. Um, there's a mural inside the hatch that we don't ever really see again. It looks like it was made by a child or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. It's yeah. got numbers on it. Yeah, there's a sun with the number 108 in it. And I think I saw 42 somewhere on there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and um, Sun has the baby when, when Claire leaves. And she tells her, hey, a mother should never leave her child. And that's exactly what she does later on. Yeah. And she decides to come back for Jin. Poor son could not yeah. follow her advice. <laughs> not, not only does she do exactly that, uh, the next episode is the one where we find out that she's pregnant, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This episode, Claire asks son, are you a mom? <laughs> <laughs> Son's is, like, no. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird tone to take with the person that you're going to leave your yeah. baby with. I, I mean, you know, like, uh, she, she, I'm sure... Um, Son would be a fine, you know, caretaker, but like, I was just like, not really, because she abandoned her child. You know what? You're right. <laughs> in this moment, in this in this episode, she seemed like she'd be a good caretaker. But then, like, why? <laughs> it'd be fun if Claire comes back and her baby is unattended. <laughs> like, where'd you go? Uh, like, I don't know. My husband and I found a submarine somewhere. I'm not a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Said a mother should never leave her child. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say nothing about her Korean neighbor. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, that was the other thing I noticed in the first scene when the baby's crying in the middle of the night. Nobody else in the camp seems to have been woken up by the baby crying. Not even Locke. Yeah. And Locke wakes up and, like, I don't know if this is, like, just a choice by Terry O'Quinn where he's just like, I'm a light sleeper. So he just gets right into the dialogue. I would imagine, like, uh, maybe less seasoned actors would just, like, do the whole, what, I just woke up, what's happening? Uh-huh. The baby. I'll go call Jack. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> but he just he wakes up and he's just like ready to go. He's like, yeah. "What? Yeah, hold on. I get Jack. Totally awake. <laughs> I wasn't even really sleeping. Yeah. I was just resting my eyelids." <laughs> I am very prepared. Yeah. I don't think you guys know. We have coke on this island. <laughs> we have heroin, coke, those weird mushrooms that Jack warned us about. <laughs> yeah, and the hallucination, hey, those, uh, those... spirit guide dreams. And yeah, drugs. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't see it. Like right off, right off camera was like that other smoke lodge. That's how Locke gets to sleep at night. It's like I need to sleep, but I also need to have visions. Yeah. So I need to have visions first, and then I can drift off into a dreamless sleep. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Well, one last Easter egg in the in the locker room down in the staff. Kate finds a 
all the raggedy clothes the others wear, and uh, a beard with beard glue. Yeah. Theatrical Dharma, glue. Dharma brand staff station theatrical glue. Which? <laughs> what is the purpose of that in the medical station? That's, That's a sticker on it with a little medical staff thing on there. That is so, so crazy. It, yeah. So, listeners, if you're a doctor or in the healthcare industry at all, please let us know what the medicinal um, uses are for theatrical, theatrical glue. glue. Theatrical. Oh, I just said theatrical. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All it's, right. Uh, it sticks way better than theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode is entitled The Whole. No, that's what we just did. Mm. One of them. One of them. One of them. So this is the episode where uh, Saeed interrogates Ben to ah. find out whether or not he's one of them. Ah. Perfect. All right. That's lots of perfect. Yeah. yeah and I think we're going to get some Saeed flashbacks. Nice. nice. Okay. Yeah, no, I think there's a, later on an episode called One of Us, which is the one with uh, Jack joining the others, or it looks like he's joining the others or whatever. Right? One of us. One, one of, of us. <laughs> one of Oh. um right so what have you guys been getting lost in uh i actually just finished watching the uh dc universe original television program uh doom patrol which is available in america only on the dc universe app which is dc's uh streaming uh comics and cartoons and movies and tv Mm. shows app uh it was really good uh i would actually say that out of uh, the originals that we've been shown so far, which is to say uh, Titans, uh, Justice League Season... Th- or not Justice League, uh, Young Justice Season 3, and uh, Doom Patrol, and the pilot of Swamp Thing, which has already been canceled. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. A show on their own streaming service that they made specifically for that streaming service, they canceled it. Damn. And only one episode's out so far? Yeah, I don't know how many episodes they're going to show, because supposedly the reason why it was canceled is because <clears throat> they lost uh, whatever tax credits they were supposed to be getting from North Carolina what? for filming it there. Wow. But it's just so unbelievable that this streaming service created <laughs> an original show to be shown on the streaming service, right. showed one episode, and they said, all right, well, I guess we're done now. <laughs> Hope you guys like this one. He's a mystical yeah. creature. It's not yeah. worth the space on our servers to show it to anybody. <laughs> After all the money that we made North Carolina spend for it. You know, there is somebody that got shot down in the in the, in the the room there and just like, well, well, can't we just move it to Atlanta? We can still get the same tax credits. We're just like, you know, the Swamp Thing goes to Atlanta. Let's just do something like that. Swamp Thing in the ATL. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him and Big Boy hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to live in the swamp forever? Forever? Forever. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. But yeah, uh, Doom Patrol is a real good show. Uh, it's very wild and quirky. If you like Deadpool, uh, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. in uh, Doom Patrol. Uh, it's just so interesting and a show that I never would have expected to be made. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. nice. Um, I, I've been getting lost in, in TV as well. Like, uh, I think... Something that I've been really digging was um, HBO had this uh, five-part miniseries that it was playing uh, called Chernobyl. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it or any of the trailers. Is for it, it done already? It's completed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's all it's all out there on on uh, HBO's streaming service and all that. But it's uh, it's an amazing. I really liked it. I really liked the the story. It essentially, 
It's uh, it's a dramatic. Well, it's like a dramatic five-part miniseries that that don- that goes over the events of Chernobyl that happened in 1986, I want to say, in the uh, in, in in the Soviet Union. But it's it's amazing, like um, just the story on its on its own, because it's just this nation having to deal with this terrible thing that happened because, well, for a lot of reasons. Um, and then like the 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 series has its own point of view, and it seems like the director has its own political motivations too. But then it all comes across on the screen. But essentially, by the time that the series is done, they say like um, Chernobyl was probably a like a very very strong factor as to why the the USSR broke up or why they they broke down as a nation. They had to spend so much money to like to correct this thing, and on top of spending millions upon millions of dollars, there's a whole bunch of loss of life. Where I think. the Russian propaganda was putting out that maybe like 38 people had died, but it would, with counting everything that happened during this terrible accident, it's like in the tens of thousands of people that died there at the site. And then, um, like, uh, this, this accident happens, destroys a nuclear reactor and, um, the winds end up carrying a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the, the fallout, the fallout towards other towns and cities. Mm-hmm. They actually had to get a set of miners to like uh, to divert some water out of the power plant, and if they didn't do that, it, it would have been a catastrophic like failure, and yeah. and that would have like killed millions. Okay. Like it's a it's a crazy story, and it's a it's amazing that it's real, and it shows just like uh, like the the folly of of man, and like the the just the the hubris of man. It kind of comes across in the series, but yeah, if if you're down for that kind of thing, check that out. But like just a forewarning it, it's it's quite depressing it's very depressing <laughs> if you watch it uh, no i can't imagine a story called chernobyl <laughs> as a happy ending <laughs> at the very end they all go to uh they all go to florida end, and everyone there's like birds singing <laughs> sunshine and yeah looks like the end of who framed roger rabbit no. they have to they that place is still in case like they they made an, a lead enclosure for it um and the lead enclosure is only supposed to last for 100 years the mm. the stuff that went down in chernobyl they said at minimum at the very minimum they wouldn't be able to like you know be able to, to go back there for 100 years and at the maximum, something like twenty five thousand years, or something <laughs> weird like that. I uh, think it's like it won't be habitable for mm, twenty five thousand years, because they have people that like occasionally go there to like film or take pictures yeah. nowadays. Yeah. There's a there at the very at the very most southern, I think southeastern end of Chernobyl. That's a part of um, that that part hasn't been touched by the radiation, so it became this tourist town. They don't really cover this in the movie. Or in the series, but like uh, it became this tourist town where people can go and actually take tours through certain parts of Chernobyl. They go around with the uh, with that radio Geiger counter. Yeah, yeah, they go around with the Geiger counter just to just to kind of show. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a ridiculous series, but important and interesting yeah. to watch. I think. And there was a, there was a horror movie called Chernobyl or something like that. Chernobyl Diaries, I think, is what it was called. It came out a few years ago. Did that one have a happy ending? Um, no. <laughs> I think it was about people doing, like, one of those tours, and then there were, you know, radioactive mutants that were still picking people off of the group and killing them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As radioactive mutants tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been lost in, Dave? I've been getting lost in a, a podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle. It's a podcast with comedians, and they go through riddles and try to figure out, like, what they, what they are. I'm writing the, that down yeah. right now. Go one like, of the guys from Hello from the Magic Tavern. 
Like what kind of riddles? Just like they start off with like they'll do like the well-known ones, like the uh, the one that's like the, they find the guy hanging and he's on, there's a puddle of water under him and oh, what okay. happened, like that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, okay. So like those ones and then other ones just like off the internet and like like they'll start off doing like ones that people kind of know and like one of them will, whoever's presenting for that episode will like, he'll know the answer and the other ones have to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure yeah. if it's like that kind of riddles or if it's like, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> there are some joke ones in there too, yeah, like puns. Stuff like that, yeah. What, like how much wood? <laughs> how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Yeah. Oh, that'd be really interesting. <laughs> I would like to know that. Yeah. How much wood could a woodchuck yeah. chuck? It's, 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 the answer, of course, is as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck. <laughs> if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't need to listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a very interesting show. Yeah. Nice. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a stealth improv podcast because they'll do it and then they'll go through the riddles and then they'll be like okay i want to see a scene where we act out what the hell's going on in this riddle <laughs> that's great yeah <laughs> stealth improv yeah. that's good <laughs> they, they, they tell you it's a riddle podcast but really it's an improv podcast i think like ha i got you like <laughs> <laughs> ah got you now give me a suggestion <laughs> i need a suggestion of a riddle like what what is that what is that question <laughs> You mean to just make up a riddle? <laughs> Riddles aren't concepts. They're yeah. real things. <laughs> this is a request okay. uh, that I'm putting out to any of the three of us. Like, it might be me that does it. I don't know who. Uh, I hope that at some point soon, one of us gets lost in the FBI file for Bigfoot. Ooh. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, apparently they released the FBI file for Bigfoot, which, uh, uh, as someone pointed out, they usually don't release those files until the subject is dead yeah <laughs> or after the investigation is over yeah oh. oh so i haven't like looked for it or anything but it's just like wait this is out there this is something i should probably read at some point yeah i want to get hold of that holy crap oh it's amazing i want to i want to check that out yeah and that also makes me think of something that i was thinking about the other day and that's the x files mm-hmm. like the whole reason it was called the x files is like they put all their weird like bigfoot and alien files they filed them under x because there's just a bunch of extra space in the x part of the file cabinet because mm-hmm. nothing starts with x but like so they could have been the q files yeah <laughs> but like there are things that start with x so like are there like regular criminal yeah. investigations yeah. in the x files that just happen to start with x <laughs> that would be amazing like Mulder and scully just yeah. get a regular case they're like so what what's the What's the big bad this week? I'm like, oh, oh it's just a, just a regular robbery yeah, case. So, so someone stole an X-ray machine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stole something from uh, X-rays or us. So <laughs> we named the case. Yeah. Uh, this guy dressed as an X-Man character <laughs> uh, murdered somebody. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you think he has superpowers? No, he was just dressed like Wolverine. Yeah. Those are regular knives tied yeah. to his yeah. hands. <laughs> he stabbed like, him in a convenience store. There's five witnesses. There's this other okay. That makes me think about this other thing. I know we're wrapping up, but, but real quick, I, this the there is like um, there's an author out there. Oh my goodness, I can't remember her name, but she had uh, she was a journalist and she had put put out a few different books. But then I think she was kind of touring around. She has a current book out, but one of her previous books actually goes into some some alien uh, conspiracies that you know a lot of people in America were concerned with and, and known. But the book that this journalist put out had mentioned that. Um, the Roswell, New Mexico incident wasn't, in fact, like uh, an alien thing, but it was actually the Russians 
trying to uh, put out some kind of propaganda. They put out this weird craft, and they actually got people surgically altered to look like what they uh-huh. know aliens to be with the right. big eyes and the head and all that stuff. The people that they, they surgically altered were supposed to be... Um, uh, mentally handicapped children or something mm. like that. So, like, I don't oh, know. Oh man. Yeah. I'm gonna have fucking nightmares about that shit <laughs> now. <laughs> if that's real. But there's like some. There's like a journalist that had uh, put this into a book about you know American conspiracies, and then one of one of the things that she was mentioning or trying to debunk was the idea of aliens. And in fact, it was actually some kind of Russian propaganda thing saying that Russians had. You know, the Russians are just trying to, are just trying to fuck with the American narrative, right. and like uh, they're like, yeah, they found aliens, like, but they weren't; they were surgically <laughs> altered humans. Yeah, I don't know if the the Russians were behind uh, Roswell, but I'm sure that they are behind a lot of sort of putting those sort of theories forward, or like all the aliens and stuff, because it gets people questioning the government and all that kind of thing. That is incredible. Yeah. Like that is some statecraft on a yeah. different level. Like that's that's like uh, let me try and poison the the minds of a of yeah. a nation. That's that's very different. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Yeah, and uh there's a certain type of person that tends to be into those. Yeah. <laughs> and not not like yeah, the fun ones, true. but yeah. yeah. Well which ones are the fun ones? Um like uh, JFK was a lizard person. No, I think a lot of lizard per- people stuff is probably. Yeah, uh, a lot of the lizard people stuff I think is still yeah. like, uh, kind of alt righty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's tough to find ones that are fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. Everything is just like it's weird. Like the internet came around and we're like, we just we just don't we don't have as much fun with conspiracies anymore. Yeah. It used to just be fun to like play around in the dark. Yeah, like fun conspiracies are things like Marilyn Manson had a rib removed so he could suck that. his own yeah. dick. Yeah. Like, that's a fun conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of effort and, like, prep where you have to, like, see a doctor and then get this done, heal up, and then you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to get my rib surgery healed. You know what's going to happen afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, penis. Oh. Yeah. But okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see. At what bro pod? Yeah, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see you guys uh, next week for uh, the episode one of them. One of them. One, one of, of them. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. <laughs>